Join with me for the next few minutes as I leave with you a message that the Lord has laid in my heart. thumbnail this afternoon is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 17 and 18. Let us hear the word of God together. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, It is the power of God. I would like us for a few minutes to think of those words of the Apostle Paul, the preaching of the cross. Whenever preachers talk about the cross, what do they mean? What image forms in your mind? What picture is presented to you mentally as you hear the words, the cross mentioned? I want you to think with me of the subject of the cross because it's very important that you get a clear biblical mental picture presented to you. You see, many talk about the cross and they think of a sign. They think of wearing the cross as a piece of jewellery. They think of an object that has some sort of magical properties or or they think of it uh, simply as a a bit of wood to be carried on one's shoulder, usually around the Easter time in the streets of Jerusalem or in the streets of Belfast. But I want to assure you when the Apostle Paul mentioned about the preaching of the cross, he wasn't thinking of the wood of the cross, he was thinking of the work of the cross. He wasn't thinking of the sign of the cross, he was thinking of the Saviour of the cross. Because in Galatians 6 and 14, he mentions the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the cross work of Christ cannot be divorced from his person and work. It cannot be divorced from the doctrine of his incarnation. It cannot be divorced from his sinless life, his atoning death and bloodshedding. It certainly cannot be divorced from his bodily resurrection from the dead. Many preachers talk about the cross They set before men the example theory of the Lord Jesus. Some even would preach the martyr theory of the Lord Jesus, that he was born into this world, lived a holy life, and then showed us how to die for a good cause. But that's not the meaning or the message of the cross. You see, the cross work of Jesus Christ lies at the very, very heart of the gospel. And sadly today, many, many preachers throughout the English-speaking world While they mention the cross, they don't speak about the cross work of Jesus Christ. They don't teach men and women that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. So I want you to think with me of the subject of the cross. And when I mention the cross, like the Apostle Paul, we're talking about the cross work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think also about the suffering of the cross. You see, Many, of course, associate the cross with the passion of Christ, and that is right. But we must get beyond his physical sufferings. 
It is true that they plaited a crown of thorns and crushed it onto the lovely brow of the Lord Jesus. Thorns that were one inch, maybe to three or four in length. And you can see the blood running down his face. Remember, they whipped him and left his back running red like a ploughed field. Remember, they smote him in the face. Remember, they uh, pulled off the uh, facial hair. Remember, they uh, nailed him to a tree in his hands and his feet. Remember, the centurion plunged the spear into his side. And and who who could even begin to understand or grasp the the physical sufferings of Christ? I've never saw the film, The Passion of Christ. I've no intention of watching it. But all it does is portray the brutality and the uh, gore of that horrible death of crucifixion. And let's remember it was a horrible death of crucifixion. It, It was a form of first century public execution. But we must go beyond the physical sufferings and think about his mental sufferings. Remember, he's called in the Bible a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. The, the prophet Isaiah said uh, he, he, he was despised and we esteemed him not. He was stricken of men. Do you know that men said things falsely about Christ? They called him Beelzebub. They, they said he was a wine-bibber and a glutton. They, they said he has a devil. Uh, horrible things were hurled into the face of Christ. And he had all these things in his mind as he went to the cross. You've got to think also of his spiritual sufferings. Remember in the tree he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Remember on the cross, God the Son became a once and for all sacrifice for sin. We read in the scriptures, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. And it's important that you understand that because that's exactly what the Lord Jesus was doing. He was called in the Bible, the Lamb of God. The Lamb in the Bible is associated with sacrifice. And Christ as the Lamb of God come into the world to voluntarily and gladly sacrifice himself even unto death and he became a sin bearer for his people. He he became a substitute. He became a surety. He bore the wrath of God that was our due that he might become our saviour. And that's the significance of his sufferings. You, You see, we can't divorce his sufferings from his sacrifice. The um, Apostle Paul said, For he that is God hath made him that is Christ to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You you think of the imputation there. uh, The guilt and punishment of our sins been transferred and and meted out in Christ. And and then the righteousness of Christ, the, the righteous life that he earned. The the righteous penalty that he had paid is put to the account of everyone that puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That's why Habakkuk the prophet could say, the just shall live by his faith. It's faith that's a gift of God implanted in the soul by the Spirit that enables us to lay hold on Jesus Christ freely offered to us in the gospel and is connected to the suffering of the cross. Could we also talk about the sufficiency of the cross? You see, the cross of Jesus Christ was no accident. The cross of Jesus Christ was no mistake. The cross of Jesus Christ wasn't even in the the plan of the devil. Some preachers say that. I want to tell you they're wrong. They're they're badly mistaken. 
Have they never read in Revelation 13 verse 8 about the lamb slain from the foundation of the world? You see, the cross work of Christ was always at the heart of the gospel story. The cross work of Christ was always in the mind of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in the great council chambers of redemption. Jesus Christ came into the world according to the will of God that he might joyfully set his face like a flint to go all the way to Jerusalem. And as the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame. You see, that's exactly what the Lord Jesus did. It was no mistake. It was no afterthought. It was always foreordained and in the plan of God. And it's sufficient um, for God uh, through the cross work of Christ to save them that believe. To them that believe, it's not foolishness. But to them that believe, it's the very power of God. Remember, in the tabernacle and in the temple, there was no chairs. The, the priest's work was never done. The high priest never ever had the joy in the Day of Atonement of sitting down. Uh, why was there no chairs as part of the furniture of the tabernacle or the temple in the Old Testament economy? The answer is their work was never finished. But this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. In fact, he cried, Tetelestai, uh, one of his calls from the cross was finished, done, complete. He accomplished eternal redemption. He didn't make it a possibility. He made it a glorious reality. Redemption is accomplished. Redemption can be applied. That's the sufficiency of the cross. And let me say this in closing. I want you to think about the supremacy of the cross. You see, the cross of Jesus Christ has power to change and transform the lives of men and women. What do I mean? I, I, I don't mean a sign. I don't mean a symbol. I, I don't mean wearing it as a piece of jewellery. What I mean is you bowing by faith before the cross work of Jesus Christ, recognising that Christ died in your guilty room instead, receiving Christ as your Lord and Saviour, being truly sorry for your sins that, that caused him to hang there in the first place and giving your heart and life to Jesus Christ, crying out, even like the old publican, God be merciful to me, the sinner. The Bible says, but as many as received him, to them give a power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. Do you know one day you'll bow before Jesus Christ, either in this world or, or in the world to come? Because the Bible teaches that there's a day coming when every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, have you bowed before Christ now? Christ is the only one that you must bow to and, and accept him as your Lord and Saviour. Say like Thomas, my Lord and my God, and be assured of a glorious relationship and assured of a glorious inheritance and a glorious future with Jesus Christ the Lord. To all that refuse to bow now, they will buy in the time to come and they will discover something of the glorious reality of the cross work of Christ. But for them it will be too late because then he will say to them as the righteous judge upon the throne because judgment is his, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So the next time you hear the word cross mentioned by a preacher, think about the preaching of the cross. Here's a wonderful message. Here's a wonderful method. 
Here's a wonderful mandate that God has given every preacher. The preaching of the cross. What do we mean? It's a most important subject. It's the cross work of Christ. It ties into his sufferings. It is sufficient to save you. And it is indeed supreme because it's an absolute supremacy over the world over. God bless you and thank you for listening.